This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to Equity Mates Investing, the podcast where we explore what's possible in the world of investing. If you've joined us for the first time, a huge welcome. My name is Bryce, and today we're looking at Ren's portfolio setup for 2024. I'm gonna dig deep on that one. Answering a community question on knowing what ETF to buy, and bringing in Luke Larrative to chat about Australian Finance Group. To chat through it, as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? Bryce, I'm very good. That's I'm good. very excited for this episode. And as always, before we start, a reminder. This is not, no, this is not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. A reminder, this is general advice only. All information on this show is for entertainment and education purposes. Yes. Now, before we get into it, we do have the Equitymates Community Survey live. Uh, the link is in the show notes or across our socials. This is your chance to really help us shape the future of Equitymates. There's also a chance to win 500 bucks. That's not bad. Um, but it really does help us know what we're doing well, where we can improve and what we should do next. So please, if you've got five or 10 minutes, if you're commuting to work, um, just please hit it. It closes in like three days. So if this is the first time you're hearing it, um, take the opportunity while you're listening to this to complete it. It should take no more than sort of five to 10 minutes. Yes. And it would really help us. Now, Bryce, as you mentioned in your intro, we're going to start with my portfolio set up for 2024. Mm. You, you've been just asking me like, Ren, <laughs> what are you going to do this year? I need not, to know what not I'm going to do. Not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Please, just tell me. No way. And I said, save it for the podcast, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing. I could do this segment. That would be interesting. <laughs> um, but I have had a, had a, I guess, like a review of my portfolio and a yep. think about how I'm going to invest for the year ahead and how I'm going to manage my money. And I thought I'd come on and share a little bit of that. So I really subscribe to, I I think the personal finance experts would call it the pay yourself first methodology. And correct me if that's just completely wrong. But what I do is when I get paid, I have a whole bunch of automatic transfers set up that go to, well, now the mortgage, um, but also spending account, you know, all that stuff, investment accounts. So The way that I've set it up this year is the money that I have allocated to investing, two-thirds of that is going to go to my core 
Yep. And then one third is going to go to satellite investments. Core being low cost index ETFs. Yep. So core being that like set and forget, uh, as you said, low cost index ETFs, stuff that you never need to sell and you just dollar cost average into time and time and time again. Yep. And that's just going to give you the market's average return. And then the satellite portfolio is the part of my portfolio where I'm trying to beat the market. Fun part. And so that could be individual stocks, uh, active fund managers, thematic ETFs, and sue me, crypto. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll start with the core and then we'll get to the sexy stuff in the satellite. So core, I've split that across five ETFs. Uh, So Aussie is, let's see if I can remember this off the top of my head. Aussie is Vanguard Australia ETF. US is iShares, S&P 500. Europe, uh, BetaShares Europe. UK, BetaShares FTSE 100. And then Asia, Vanguard Asia X Japan. So that that gives me like a global spread, Australia, US, Japan, Europe, UK. Some parts of the world that I'm not getting, but that's a pretty good start. Now, the obvious question is why don't I just do one ETF? Like why don't I do a... VDHG, um, VDHG, for example. VDHG, Vanguard Diversified High Growth or BetaShares Diversified High Growth, DHHF. Uh, my reasoning is those ETFs are great yep. and I could do them, but the geographic weighting in those ETFs mm. is something that I don't love. So mm. it's about 70% US stocks. And that's because the US has killed it, they've outperformed and they're bigger. And you know, over the last like 20 years, being overweight, the US would have been a good move. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. But for me personally, I prefer more having a sort of even split across the different parts of the world. And I have a general view that like US outperformance isn't going to last forever. It's just also not true diversification. Yeah. If 70% yeah. of... Well, now, now, to be fair, proponents of the one ETF portfolio would say, but as other parts of the world outperform, they become bigger weights in the ETF. So in that sense, it is kind of truly diversified. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I know where you're coming from, and I you're still agree. getting outweighted exposure yeah, to the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I prefer to have that sort of equal exposure around the world. So that's my core. Yep. Yeah. Now we should say very clearly, even though we've played the not financial advice sting earlier, those five ETFs work for me. This strategy works for me. It may not work for you and your goals. So. Think about it yourself. Get professional advice if you want. Don't just blindly follow two idiots you hear on a podcast. <laughs> but with that said, uh, so that's that's my core. About two-thirds of my money goes there. One-third goes to my satellite. Now, about a third of a third, that third okay. um, is going into crypto at the moment. Yeah. Sue me. It feels like Bitcoin's going to uh, move this year. Well, it already is moving this yeah. year. And so I've sort of gone overweight that um, to what I normally would be investing there. Yeah, a lot um, riding on the halving. Yes, yeah, but not <laughs> not and not a lot in the sense that like my financial future rides yeah, on the yeah, halving. Yeah. Like if yeah. that halves, well, you know, if if I lose money on crypto, like I have gone in eyes, eyes wide open. open. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest I save up. So that satellite, I have an automatic transfer just to a savings account, and then. I'll just transfer it when there's something interesting hmm. or there's a, and you know, I'll transfer it to a broker or a crypto exchange or whatever when there's something that I think is worth investing in. Hmm. So 
that's nice. That's me. What are your thoughts? How are you approaching your offset account? So where so Alice and I are each transferring a little bit more than we need to each pay cycle. For the mortgage? Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. So the idea being that like over each fortnightly pay cycle, that buffer will slowly just increase. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Nice. And, you know, if there's – yeah, yeah. I think for – it's also like then you – if there are an interest rate rise or two where – transferring it's somewhat absorbed it's not like we're going to need to then up Step our transfers up, yeah, because it's yeah. like we've got that buffer already yeah do you put your savings for your one third no nah, i'm just putting in it there? in the savings account. yeah yeah like i could but you know it's a it's the mortgage is a the size of the mortgage and the, yeah, yeah. the, the amount that I'm it's, it's, putting away for the satellite investments. Yeah, yeah, of, I get you. Yeah. It's not going to move the needle. Um, no, but- I like that. I think it's a very clear strategy. If you haven't listened to Get Started Investing, this is something we speak a lot about on Get Started Investing, the core and satellite approach. And I mean, the whole book that we've written. Um, well, that yeah, that's more just core. Yeah, don't yeah. stress, just invest. Put sort of the numbers around the power that a core portfolio like this can, you know, what it can turn into over a long period of time. Um, and then I, you know, I'm in crypto as well and um, and have that sort of probably my split's a little bit higher than yours. To crypto. To, <laughs> yeah, I'm like 80-20 crypto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big belief in the Bitcoin halving. <laughs> now, I know you're joking, but yeah. a lot of people wouldn't. No, so I am definitely joking. I am not doing any DCA into crypto. I just went to like lump sums okay. last year and that's it. I'm just like, that's that's I'm happy with that. Yeah. If it go if it doubles from here, great. If I lose a bit, not so great, but um, I'm not going to add any more to it, I don't think. Um, but I follow a very similar approach with the the split. What I mean is what I'm doing more of is I probably do about 80% that goes into ETF core rather than 60%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So to close out, Ren, one thing I want to discuss over the coming weeks is the role that active management will play nice. in, in our okay. portfolios. Because in the office as well, a couple of the guys are interested in the opportunity in small caps. Well, someone literally messaged us this morning asking us to recommend two small cap yeah, managers. Yes. Um, I know you're thinking about it, if not have already pulled the trigger, and I know you do have exposure to active management. So I don't want to go into it now, but let's put a put it as a, a note to pick up in a couple of weeks, um, the role that active management is going to play in our portfolio and then how we um, yeah, and then how we're we going to do that? Let's put a pin in that because that's a great transition point. Because uh, we've got a question from uh, the community that we're about to get to that isn't about active management, but it's actually about ETFs. Yes. <laughs> so let's get to that question. M-O-N-E-Y. Let's ask the community. Equity. Hey, equity mate. Oh, I just had a question. Hey, right, hey, friend. I've got a question. Your question answered. Alrighty. Well, it is community question time. If you'd like to ask us a question. All the experts that come on the show, hit us up at equitymates.com slash contact. This one has come in from Christina. Her question is, 
How do you decide which ETF to buy? I keep hearing it depends on your objectives, but struggling to decipher what it means amongst the different ETF options. I'm just an average gal in, a, in my mid thirties that has decided on investing over home ownership, but I'm overwhelmed by the ETF choices that Vanguard have between diversified, Aussie equities, low fees, high performance, international equities, even lower fees, even higher performance. Where do we start? It's a good question yes. and it is so overwhelming these days. I think uh, by latest count, there's over 300 ETFs on the ASX Yeah, and those are index ETFs, they're thematic ETFs, they're active ETFs, all with different objectives and different investing styles and that's why people say it depends on your objectives because you can buy ETFs that own almost any asset these days and uh, not all ETFs are created equal Certainly not all ETFs are charged equally. Uh, so there is a lot to decide. And without knowing, this is the challenge with answering this question, without knowing what your objectives are, it's hard to give general advice. But I would say as a starting point generally, if you are in your 20s or 30s and you're thinking about having more money when you're in your 50s or 60s, you can start with just an ETF that tracks the global stock market. And we mentioned a couple earlier in this episode, Vanguard Diversified High Growth or BetaShares Diversified High Growth would be my starting point for your research without knowing your personal circumstances, just as a I just want to get started and get going. Yeah, I think the giveaway piece of information here that would help with this for Christina is the fact that she's chosen investing over home ownership. And I think for me that is, you know, you want to now be building wealth and you don't want to be playing around with ETFs that are volatile or sort of on the higher risk spectrum. If you're if you're choosing to build wealth over a long period of time, then you want to find products, the, exactly the two that you just mentioned there that match that objective. Mm. Low fee, broadly diversified, and you know taking that market return. Um, and something that you don't have to constantly be thinking about. Um, I think that's a, a good place to start. And I think everything she's spoken about here, she's looking at the right things, performance and fees. Like those are two things mm. that you want to be want to be looking at. I think for me, fees is one where if you are genuinely going to be investing for 40 years, think about those fees that you're going to be paying. Yeah. Now, uh, if the question wasn't I have decided on investing over home ownership, but rather I have decided to invest to accelerate my way to home ownership, then I think the answer would be different. Mm. Because if you've got, you know, if you're halfway to a deposit and you want to buy in the next three years, uh, investing in the stock market, it probably isn't the right decision because the risk that your home deposit goes backwards in the short term rather than forwards yeah. is there. Yeah. And so in that case, then you could look at ETFs that, um, are a little bit less risky. So, you know, there, there are ETFs that buy bonds and give you a more secure yield. Or even if you want to take less risk than that, there's like high yield cash. But if you do that, you may as well just put it in a high interest savings account. Mm. You, know, you can get five and a half percent these days. Mm. So I think um, that's that's why people say it depends on your objectives. And that's why, I mean, that's why financial advisors make their money because, 
they can consider your objectives and get you in the right product. But I think in general, if you just want some stock market exposure, if you want those like base level building blocks to your portfolio, globally diversified, low cost ETFs are the place to start. Yeah. And two that are listed in Australia that are quite popular, Vanguard diversified high growth, beta shares diversified high growth. Yeah. Now, Christina, if you're listening and you would like us to connect you with a financial advisor to help you work through this, shoot us an email. Otherwise, you can um, hit us up at equitymates.com slash advice. And there's a form there that anyone can fill out and we'll be able to connect you through to some financial advisors to help with whatever situation that you're in. So keep the questions coming. Thank you so much to Christina. We're going to take a short break. And then on the other side, we're bringing in Luke Larative from Seneca Financial Solutions to do a stock pitch on Australian Finance Group. We'll be right back. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Equity Mates Investing Podcast. We've just covered off the news and a community question from Christina, but now we are joined in the studio by an expert for Equity Mates. Stock pitch. (laughs) That's it. It is time for our stock pitch segment. And we have in the studio Luke Larrative from Seneca. Luke, how are you? I'm dazed and confused after that. (laughs) Some people say we went too hard on the baseball theme there, but I think we got it right. Whatever you reckon. Now, you would know Luke from our most recent Equity Mates chat who he came in and did uh, Pimp My Portfolio. We're getting you in now to talk about stocks in your portfolio or on your watch list, We Luke. actually, we should have just flipped the table and done we review Luke's portfolio. I can bring my portfolio. Showbag of shit. I'm happy, I'm happy to do. <laughs> I can do my showbag of shit with you guys. All right. Let's, we can do that anytime you like. We'll pencil that in for a future episode. Yeah, We've also good. got to get Luke to review our portfolios yes. at some point. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. A few episodes now tomorrow. We're, now, we're, now we're talking. <laughs> Mine's pretty perfect though. So. <laughs> but that's not what we're doing here today. Uh, Luke, you're joining us to talk about one company uh, that has caught your eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a company with a very generic name, Australian <laughs> Financial Group. Australian Finance, Finance. Group. Oh, Finance oh, Group. He's got it wrong on the first line. It's supposed to be a pro at this stage. <laughs> uh, so... What does it do? Finance. Yeah. AFG as uh, a code on the ASX. They are Australia's largest uh, mortgage broker aggregator, essentially. So um, if you're a mortgage broker in Australia and you are part of the AFG, you know, maybe licensed by AFG, but even if you're not, you've got your own license, uh, you might use their mortgage aggregation platform. So all the loans from all the lenders all around Australia come into a platform and they can sort by 
all the different characteristics and try and find the brokers can try and find the right mortgage or loan for you. They do all, all kinds of different financing, whether it's asset financing, business loans, everything, right? Full kit and caboodle. Um, but as you can imagine, aggregating and charging mortgage brokers a small fee uh, is quite a low margin business. Um, so the reason why we're interested in this is over time, AFGs become a essentially a, a non-bank lender. So they started out by taking other people's money from the banks at a wholesale rate and retailing it for a margin. It's called the white label loan. And then now what they've actually done is gone and raised off-balance off sheet finance through a securitization warehouse, which if you've been investing in like buy now, pay later or any of that stuff, you'll know that's where they kind of get their money from. And they are actually taking the credit risk and, and lending that money out uh, through their own home loan product. So, you know, we think the business is is poised to have a period of expanding margins and um, some pretty strong growth, and that's why we kind of like it. On one of the previous episodes we've done, we were talking about CBA, and they are expecting their loan book to come under us a, a little bit of pressure this year. Well, there, there's two there's two pressure points. One is that uh, there's there's competition is hot for mortgages, correct? So, and one of the big four are acting irrationally, according to the other three. So, like uh, all of them, I'd argue, are acting irrationally. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Uh, but then the second thing is Matt Common came out and said he expects a big uptick in arrears this year. In arrears, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. how how do you think about that? The macro environment at the moment. Yeah, it's really important, and it's it's really important to to why AFG's trading, um, you know, at eleven times earnings. So. You know, we've had a period for the last couple of years now with un, I hate using unprecedented, but unprecedented levels. I of, mean, it, it has been unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> un levels of uh, levels of competition for mortgages in this country. So that's put everyone's margins under pressure, and it's put AFG's volumes under pressure. They've got a very disciplined uh, credit assessment process, um, and Ben and I have spent a lot of time sort of going through that and making sure we're really comfortable with the way that they lend money, and and we think the CEO and CFO and the team there have done an excellent job in selecting people to lend money to. Um, so I'm not really too stressed about, even though, yeah, there'll be probably some arrears tick up and like whatever, I'm not actually too worried about that for what I would define as these sort of higher quality institutions. I think it may be an issue at, at other institutions who are more aligned with growth um, and more keen to, to grow the number of loans they write yeah. because as a result, the more more money you lend out, the riskier and riskier it gets. Mm. So I, I'm not too worried about that side of the, the ledger. The volumes is what's important. But I think as this rationality plays out, AFG, because of the size of the business, a relatively small company, can asymmetrically win as that competition sort of eases. So whilst you might see you know, net interest margins stabilise at the big four banks, I think you can see them blow out somewhere somewhere like mm. AFG be just because of the nature of the work they're doing. So I think it's just going to open up more niche corners of the market for AFG to win in and, uh, and it's sort of, that's sort of core to our thesis. So on that uh, point of, you know, you've done the work on the management and the way that they're lending and you've got comfortable with them relative to their peers, mm -hmm. um, how have you done that? Like what, what's the research process? Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, for a lot of retail investors, we can't speak to management. Mm -hmm. They don't take our calls. Um, so don't take mine either. So it's okay, like, yeah, I was wondering that. Uh, so oh, they do. Yeah, so they, nice. we met with these guys. It's really, it is, it is nice. Um, David and Luca are actually seeing them on, next week after their results. But I think, yes, one, get them to explain it to you. That's a good good mm. start point. It doesn't make sense. Two, like we're an AFG credit rep. We don't, we're not using the, our license with them at the moment. We have used them as, as an aggregator before. So I've actually used the platform. We've actually been through it. Uh, we've written loans for, for clients through it. Yeah, so okay. I think having a, a practical use, I mean, like same when 
I was an early investor in Zip and like, you know, same with them. I opened an account and I yeah. bought some stuff, you know. So like, uh, you know, it was a um, th- those sort of things for me as a business owner, practically using products and practically testing stuff out and how it works and then going back to management and asking them questions and then asking the people who supply them or who use them or other bro- other brokers who use them, when do you get loans but knock back? How did you go with this business owner? Blah, 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 blah. That sort of third-party feedback as well yeah. um, is, is really important. So whether it's talking to staff, talking to management, using the product yourself or talking to customers and suppliers, I think gives you over time, if you're doing that consistently over time, gives you a really good picture of how any business is operating. And, and that's kind of how we've owned AFG for a while. This is now first, you know, it's not new to us. This is why it builds so much confidence and, and comfort with it. So whenever we talk mortgages or any um, player within the housing ecosystem in Australia, uh-huh. the question that's front of mind for me is is this just a play on aussie house prices like is how tied is their fortunes to the macro environment and like let's say uh something that's completely out of the company's control you know the government got serious about capital gains and negative gearing or you know something something happened with house prices like does that is that detrimental to the thesis or is it sort of not as exposed to the actual just macro price of house i think it's exposed to to lending volumes for sure and you know part of why i think now is a good time to be investing in this company is we have seen pretty good volumes coming out of reporting season i think you know five percent growth you know out of judo uh sorry markets pricing in five percent growth they were judo's guiding i think eight to ten percent growth in their result recently volumes were surprisingly strong in the in the major banks you know relative to markets expectations so i think that maybe that people are too bearish on, on afg um and everyone's kind of forgetting that if the trends in their business more broadly which are less white label loans and more originated warehouse loans the margin difference there is like you know 10x <laughs> so yeah. you know it's a yeah, it's yeah. a it's a significant thing so you've got you know 70 plus percent of loans in this country are now written through mortgage brokers afg is the largest mortgage aggregator in the country you've got a list when you go onto the platform you know a list of loans to choose from yet the turnaround times at the big four banks is you know weeks and AFG will turn it around 24 hours for you, 48 hours. So, you know, that for a broker who's looking for volume and looking for things to turn over, if the rates are competitive and the customer's happy to use it, well, they're going to put it there and that's margin for yeah. AFG. So, you know, my view is pretty simple. More money going to AFG every year for to looking for a loan and the, the likelihood of them that loan being an AFG loan goes up. Now, those trends are already occurring in the business and you can already see it in the data. Um, so it's just really a case of saying, well, if the macro gets just not worse, Yeah, stabilizes, gets a bit better, this business has like a lot of leverage to that, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. Whereas like a Commonwealth Bank doesn't have the same sort of leverage. Yeah. Mm. So mm. that's the, I guess, the macro risk. The other risk that uh, comes to mind is why did you stop using them? We don't, so we, we, don't have a, we don't have a mortgage broker. We don't do it. Oh, you don't do it Yeah, anymore. yeah. So okay. I had a guy in Perth who was a financial planner and mortgage broker and um, he's gone and run his own family business now. So um, I, I lost my mortgage broker and I haven't rehired one. Okay. Fair, okay. Cool. Fair enough. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, Luke, thank you, for, thank you for that AFG Australian Finance Group. Adding it to the watch list, not a yeah. buy, hold, seller recommendation, but um, no, we think it's cheap. So I'm okay. happy, happy to stand behind it. Like nice. it's a, it's a good business. Okay, 
from Luke, not from yeah, us. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Heard that General from advice. Luke. General blah, blah, advice. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like we own it. Think it's a good company. It's like a five percent dividend yield, eleven times earnings. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, stick around because in an episode or two's time, Luke will be back with another Pimp My Portfolio as well. So very keen to get Better stuck sting into on Pimp that. My portfolio, Better yes. sting. <laughs> hey, I, I reckon this one's pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, all sting feedback is welcome. We're going to keep uh, optimizing them throughout the year. Equitymates.com slash contact. If you want to submit your portfolio for uh, Luke to have a look at, if you want to give us feedback on stings, or if you want to have a chat to Luke about your portfolio not on the podcast, you can also go to equitymates.com slash contact or equitymates.com slash advice and fill out the form there and have a chat to Luke. So plenty of ways to speak to Luke. Plenty My pleasure. Of ways. Some, My pleasure. some yes. may say too many, but we say just <laughs> enough. Not enough. <laughs> not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Luke, always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. And that brings us to the end of our show today. As Ren said, yeah, you can hit us up in many ways, but equitymates.com slash contact is the main way. Ren, always a pleasure chatting stocks. We'll pick it up next week. Sounds good. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. 